You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Ask the Expert podcast, where you'll learn key insights, tips, and strategies from experts across the globe to help you create the life and business of your dreams. Now, let's welcome your host, Anne Marie Cross. Welcome back, everyone. This is Anne-Marie Cross, and I have such a special guest who's going to be sharing her brilliance with us over the next five shows. So make sure that uh, you listen back regularly. And today's title is Love and Money Alchemy, How to Discover Your Money Blocks. And my special guest is Marcella Delafay. And do you sometimes wonder what's stopping you from getting what you want? No matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, you just can't seem to increase the amount of money that's showing up in your life, showing up in your business. Now, Marcel today is going to speak about the meaning of love and money alchemy. She'll also be talking about how our relationship with money can determine how much money we create. She also has an incredible checklist, the 12 principles of love and money alchemy. She'll be talking about that as well as key mindset principles to more love and money and so much more. Now, let me introduce her to you. Now, Marcella is known as the attraction queen. She's an author a mentor, a trainer, and law of attraction expert, whose first book, Law of Attraction Secret, quickly became a bestseller in 2005. Now, she has so many other books, The Handbook for Law of Attraction Secret, The Prosperity Odyssey, A Secret Within Their Reach for Children, Blow Up Your Limits, Develop Your Sacred Fire, and her most recent book, dare to be who you want to be. And they all offer valuable lessons on the practical application of the universal principles of attraction and alignment in the personal and professional lives of tens of thousands of readers. Marcella has now expanded her business to the English speaking audience through the creation of her loveandmoneyalchemy.com website. Now, through this website, Masella helps women entrepreneurs recognize the alchemy between love and money in order to transform their limiting beliefs into love so they can become a high income magnet. So welcome to the show, Marcella. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm so excited to be here with all of you. Yes, this is such an interesting topic. And I know one that many of us continue to struggle with. You know, we want to have more money in our lives and in our business. Yet no matter how much we try, there seems to be those invisible blocks there. And I know that this is, you know, part of your expertise. And I'm so glad that you're going to be joining us over the next five shows, five episodes, be talking more about that. So love and money alchemy. This is what you've called your program and of course what your website is titled and what you base your work around. Can you explain for us a little bit more about what you mean by the alchemy of love and money? Yeah, sure. Well, I've done some research around money and our relationship with money. And what I've discovered is kind of interesting. It's that love and money are really one and the same thing. And I mean, when love is fully present within you, then money is fully present in your life. Because simply love is an energy and this energy transmutes into lots of different material things. And so when you radiate love because you love yourself, you love your life enough, 
you attract your magnet and you manifest what you need to be able to express your full potential as a human being here on this physical plane. That's my sense of this. Mm. And so I've done some research on the word alchemy. And alchemy is known as a philosophical tradition whose practitioners have, from antiquity, claimed it to be the precursor to profound powers. And so the objectives of alchemy include several goals, among which the creation of the philosopher's stone Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the ability to transform heavy and base metals into the noble metals like gold and silver. Mm -hmm. and also the development of uh, the longevity elixir of life. And so in two words, if I have to summarize this, alchemy for me is the art of liberating parts of the cosmos from temporal existence and achieving perfection, which for metals is gold, and for us, men and women, is longevity, then immortality, and finally redemption. That's in the absolute, of course, the Mm -hmm. absolute vision of it. So for me, my sense is that to manage to transmute money into love, which is the expansion part of the process, you need to first acknowledge that love is the energy that creates money or heavy things, Mm -hmm. material things, you know. And so I've done a lot of research because this relationship with money is at the basis of so many things in our lives. That, for example, I've I've noticed that people I coach, like therapists or what I call spiritual entrepreneurs, they all lack money, or at least a lot of them lack money. And they don't seem to be able to attract it easily, even if they know law of attraction principles or spiritual principles, you know, even if they do whatever they need to do or they feel they have to do, they don't seem to be able to attract it easily. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed it's because of what they believe about money. It's about their beliefs. They think that money is evil. They think that money is not to be searched for. They think that money is not spiritual, you know. Mm -hmm. And so through my own experience also, because I've gone through that also myself, I've understood that as long as you see money as a negative, so a heavy material thing, you cannot attract it. You have to to transmute your way of considering money. So the solution is transmuting your love into money first. Mm -hmm. Because we spiritual entrepreneurs, we are full of love. That's right. Absolutely, we, yes. We, we want to serve. We want to, to bring love to the world. We want to show our love to others. And first, we have to, to see that money is love. And then we can use that love that we feel so much in ourselves to create and manifest money into our lives. So So powerful, so powerful, Michelle. And I think for for people who are deeply spiritual in in their practices and, of course, Mm -hmm. what they want to bring to their clients and in their Mm -hmm. business, hearing this for the first time can really kind of be an eye-opener for them. And I think... I've heard myself with what you're just explaining, people will say, well, you know, I'm not in it for the money or I've always grown up or they may say, you know, I grew 
grew up hearing um, to want to be rich or to want to earn more money and have money more money in my business is is to be greedy and so forth so on one hand what you're saying is they're really blocking that because of the energy because of the beliefs and yet when we look at love and money as being both kind of together it really kind of opens up our eyes to say wow I can see now how I could be mentally and physically and energetically blocking the flow of money to me because of what I think of it. Yeah, and if you manage to see money as the best way to express your love, because you need money to be able to express your full potential in the world today, mm. then you'll be able to manifest money more easily because you you let go of that belief that money is not spiritual. Yes, see? yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit more about our relationship with money because, mm-hmm. you know, if we start to create a business that generates money and internally we have a belief system that is reminding us that money is evil, money is is no good. When we transform Mm -hmm. that to thinking, you know what, the love and money are one and the same and the more love and appreciation I show to clients, the more clients show up for me, the more money I can generate, the more I can be more abundant and giving because we can then start to support causes that, that are near and dear to us and so forth. But let's talk a little bit more about our relationship with money impacting all areas of our life because I think this is a topic that we all need to to be aware of, particularly if we're heart-centered entrepreneurs and we want to make an impact, a bigger impact in the lives of our clients and in in the world. Yeah, there's so many things to say about our relationship with money, but I think the main thing is that our relationship with money is really the mirror of our relationship with others just and also our relationship with ourselves and just because money comes through others and through ourselves we manifesting it through our relationship with others and through our relationship with ourselves and so when we we get accustomed to hate money for example or don't like it or don't want to live in a world that operates mainly with money that's something I hear a lot from spiritualpreneurs we repeat it and we repel the people, the clients through which it could come to us. And so we mute our power to attract it, mm-hmm. you see. And I just want to remind people listening here that the universe is made of a formless substance that creates through thought and thinking. So when mm-hmm. we think, we create what we focus on. That's law of attraction principles. Mm. And so, and that's how it works mainly. And it's this theory is supported by scientists when they say that the universe, for example, is a hologram. There's a beautiful book that I recommend you to read. It's hard to find it, but uh, you can find it on the internet. Maybe it's called The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. And it's based on the works from the famous scientist Bohm and Pribham. They really show that our universe is functioning that way. So we create through our thinking. And so imagine you think all these thoughts that money is evil, that money is not to be searched for by entrepreneurs like you, or money is not spiritual, that you hate money, etc. You hate people who are rich because they're arrogant or because they are superior, etc. What happens when you think that? You focus your strong negative emotion on that thing, money. Mm -hmm. And so you radiate a a strong electric energy. Instead of being magnetic, you're becoming electric. So you repel what you really desire from deep in your heart. Mm -hmm. And then you say, I don't understand. I do whatever I've been told to attract money. I 
I don't manage to get it. What's wrong with me? Yes. <laughs> you see, and in fact, your actions are totally contradictory with what you are vibrating so what you are thinking in re- really so this really happens at such a deeper level that we may yeah. not even realize that we're doing it because these are beliefs that we've created when we were young children perhaps we observed yeah. our parents saying the same things or heard our parents saying the same things so what you're saying is we are energetically blocking it and many times we don't even realize that it's our thought you know we might see someone driving mm. a brand new car and, and instantly our, our thought is oh, what did they do to deserve that kind of thing? What you're saying is that creates an energy and it's saying to yourself that rich people are greedy or whatever it may be and that Mm -hmm. blocks money from flowing towards you because you're putting out this negative energy about money. Yeah, and you know, this imprinting comes from very far away, as you said it, Mm. our parents and the society. And even now, as adults, we are still being imprinted all day long through advertisement, etc. So our society has taught us to be afraid of money and to don't show it, to don't say we want more of it. So we're accustomed to get electric to the subject of money. So Mm -hmm. everybody in this society, maybe except the really rich people, we are electric to money and we want to become magnetic to it. Our society also has told us that money is rare. It's it's missing from everywhere in the world. And so that we need to save it to get more of it. Otherwise, we might find ourselves without it at some point. So there's that kind of uh, fear about not having money anymore or not having enough of money. If you save money with that fear about not having enough or have people take it from you, like through taxes or people coming to rob you about your money or economic crashes, etc., you'll create these very things you are dreading, Mm -hmm. you see? And and you'll find yourself with less savings, right? Yes. (laughs) So saving is great when you do it with a clear intention for growth and not from a fear of shrinking, of becoming less, having less or fearing of having less. Mm. Can I just jump in there? Because I think what you've just said is just an an incredible reminder for us that we Mm -hmm. will often create what we fear the most. And you Mm. just gave a beautiful example where if we're fearful of losing money, of not having enough or suddenly disappearing, all of our, 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 our thoughts, our actions, what we do exacerbates that. It makes that worse to the point that it really does not open us up to being abundant to allowing it to flow in because we do do that from fear. And that can often be something that was really deeply instilled in us and something that we might have observed our parents do. So I just wanted to mention that because often we will do things, but we don't recognize that we're actually creating what we fear yeah. the most. So yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing that. We have to remind ourselves that abundance is present at a very high level of frequency. It's the level of love. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. why I've noticed that alchemy between love and money. If you want to have money, you want to radiate love. And so when our society imprints us with things like uh, being fearful of money, not wanting much of it, because otherwise you might take the money of somebody else, for example, we are imprinting with very low frequencies. So we get even further for what we want for from the abundance we want. Mm-hmm. So regarding debts, for example, you've been asking about debts, our society tells us to borrow money all the time. And 
we want to borrow money to get things that often lose value as soon as you've bought them, like cars or when you invest in wedding party parties, mm-hmm. for example. As soon as the wedding party is done, your money is gone too. Yes. So we get into the game of borrowing and reimbursing with an interest. And so what happens is that through borrowing and even lending, when you lend money to people, you entangle yourself into a dependency relationship. You go out of independency to enter a dependency game, you know. Mm -hmm. So you lose your independence and you lose your feeling of freedom. You are tied to the other person. And so you get into a strong, low emotional feeling of powerlessness. Most of people do that because they yield their power to the bank. They yield their power to the government regulation, to the taxes, to what they believe about taxes also. Mm -hmm. So remember that borrowing is great when you do it with an intention for investing and not just for spending. You see that there's a strong difference here about investing is doing something with a regard into the future. You're looking into the future. You know what you're doing. While just spending is, well, you do it in the moment. You don't think about what you could do in the future. So when you you think about investing, you use your money, you you use the debt that you're doing, you're creating as a leverage instruments that brings you closer to growth, Mm -hmm. to your desire. Because you have a plan for reimbursement and you know how you're going to do it rapidly and easily. So it's very important, once again, to have the right mindset when you go into debt as when you go into saving, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a great reminder, I think, that when we borrow money, if we Mm -hmm. take a step back and check in internally, what am I feeling in this moment about my um, yeah borrowing of this money now if you feel excited because it's an investment and you know that your money is going to appreciate you've bought an investment property or whatever it is that is attracting you know you feel good so that definitely is opening yourself up to flow but what you've Mm -hmm. said on the other hand if by borrowing that money there is this deep feeling of fear of how am I going to pay that back oh I feel really tied into to for the so many years that I have to pay that back then it's that feeling that we really want to look at because that's going to keep us feeling stuck and that's what you're talking about when we create that negative energy that's going to stop the the flow is that right yeah yeah totally and I love the way you use that word appreciate because it's a word that exists in English when you say money appreciates in French it's it's different. We don't use that uh, word. The word, money. yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so appreciate. If you appreciate money, money will appreciate, you see? Yes. Money will take care of itself because you appreciate it. And that makes a, a, a beautiful link between love and money once again, you know? It does, so, it does. Yeah. And I think it really is, you know, when you because I know you're an expert in, in law of attraction and you talk a lot about this energy and, mm-hmm. you know, our emotions are all this energy and things are happening happening they're circulating even if we don't realize that they are and so looking you know more closely to our thoughts and just generally what happens during the day 
the, the topic of money, whether we realize it or not, comes up so often. We may see yeah. something advertised on TV, a new handbag, whatever it might be. We instantly make a judgment call, don't we? It's like, oh, I'm going to yeah. save up for that. That's incredible. Or we may have the feeling of scarcity. Oh, that's another thing I can't afford. So yeah. every single moment to the day when we have that kind of thought, it's either opening ourselves up energetically to more money and, and appreciating, or it's mm-hmm. doing the the opposite. And so I think getting an awareness of this is just so incredibly important. That's right. And so if we want to summarize this in, in two words, our relationship with money creates either a money prison for us mm-hmm. or a money flow, mm. you know, and we have the power to choose which we want to experience. We need to claim that power. And yes. most of the people don't that. So that that's what I, I teach people. It's to reclaim their power around manifesting money. And I know which one I would like to choose out of either yeah. having a money prison or a money free flow. I mean, let's bring that free flow our way, which is uh, fabulous. And of course, throughout the series and today, you're definitely sharing with us how we can start to move in the right direction just to, to, yeah. to have that happen in our lives and in our business. Now, you mentioned that you have a 12 principles of love and money alchemy, and it's in a checklist. And we are going to share with everybody how they can get their hand on this you know incredible gift so listen out at the end of the call and Marcella is going to share how you can access this checklist now Marcella in your checklist you talk about key mindset principles and you talked about mindset previously and the mindset principles that we have to have if we want to attract money if we want to attract clients and opportunities mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. firstly I'd love to hear from you what your definition of the word mindset is and then secondly why is having the right money mindset so important when it comes to love and money? Yes, well, mindset is a way of thinking. But for me, as a law of attraction expert, it's even more profound because we know that as we create through thought, we create through a way of thinking, <laughs> so mm-hmm. through a mindset. And so that's why we certainly want to know what we are thinking at every moment. But at the same time, we have 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts that come and go through our day. So wow. we, we don't have control on these thoughts. <laughs> so wanting to have control on them is totally absurd. But we have control on our emotions. And these emotions, they derive from these thoughts that we have, most often unconsciously. So that's why we want to create the perfect mindset and become conscious of the mindset we have to be a powerful attractor or magnet for love and money. You know, so Mm -hmm. if we choose our mindset, we'll regain our sense of power on our life. And that's a beautiful feeling. It's a feeling of freedom, total freedom, a feeling of total abundance. You may create and manifest anything you want because you'll be able to create your ideal life You'll send out clear Mm -hmm. thoughts about your ideal life vision, you know. That's the power we have. It's an internal power. Most of the people, they want to have an external power on the circumstances of their lives. But we have the internal power of changing them, you know, from Mm -hmm. the inside to the outside. So generating the perfect mindset for, for anybody is done through transmuting your heavy metal thoughts or beliefs. I like to use that expression, heavy metal. 
<laughs> so to beliefs like lead, you know, in, in the, the alchemy, we transmute lead into gold. So we transmute our heavy metal thoughts or beliefs around ourselves, around others, around money into light golden thoughts and beliefs, you yes, know. Yes. And if we do that each day, step by step, whenever we think about it, we'll find ourselves in a totally new environment. Within a few weeks, it can be so quick because the universe loves speed, as Joey <laughs> Tani says. So universe loves speed. It's ourselves who stop the speed. We kind of refrain ourselves from going further. Yes. But we can really believe that we can manifest anything that we want and certainly love and money. I think as you were talking about, you know, the mindset and how we have so many thoughts, up to sixty to 70,000 thoughts a day, yeah. I mean, that is just incredible. And that, you know, as you know, and as you've said, we cannot control those thoughts. They're just there automatically. It's like, oh, there's another one, you know. But what we can do is change the emotion around that. And I think that that's so incredibly uplifting because I've heard many people say, and you might have heard this in clients too, Marcella, is mm-hmm. that misunderstanding that they can change their emotions you know around their thoughts but what you've just said is that we do have the power we do have control over our mindset so if we recognize that our current mindset is not one that is helpful is not one that's empowering and it's certainly not one that's going to support us in attracting Mm -hmm. more love and money into our lives I think it's beautiful that you've said and such an important reminder for us that hey we do have the choice to change this and it's Mm -hmm. every each and every day being aware of, of the thoughts but also the emotions around that step by step changing that and and as you've said so beautifully transmuting that heavy metal that led the you know heavy metal thoughts and beliefs into far more empowering lighter ones into gold into silver i think that's mm-hmm. just uh beautiful and that it can take a couple of weeks do you have any examples of any clients or maybe even in your own life that you've had an experience where you have actually changed a mindset well, I have plenty of examples <laughs> I could give, but I think one which was the most powerful for me was that when I was young, when I was a teenager, I was very shy. I was really lacking confidence and I was the, the invisible one, you know, the one in a group everybody was showing up and I was just silent in my corner, you know. And so one day I really felt that people didn't like that kind of behavior and I was not feeling well. So I decided, okay, I'm the master of my own joy. I'm the master of my own happiness. Nobody will decide of my happiness for me. Nobody will bring it to me on a silver plate. So I have to create it by myself. And I decided from now on, I'm going to radiate. I'm going to tell myself that I'm confident, that I'm somebody wonderful, that I have a a beautiful character, you know, a beautiful personality. Yes. Presence, a beautiful presence, a big presence. And so I told myself in front of the mirror (laughs) when I was very young that I was somebody beautiful, that I was somebody with a beautiful presence. I'm kind of tiny. I'm not so big and not so tall. So Mm -hmm. I told myself I I was somebody tall. I was somebody expansive, you know. And within days, I saw the change because I was part of a group 
of young ladies, young girls, and immediately I saw these girls who were who I was repelling before. They came to me. They wanted I to speak that. to me. They wanted to to sleep next to me oh. during the weekend. You know, yes, and yes. that was so strange because. It was kind of a haha for me. Yes, <laughs> like and at, a, at such a young age yeah. too. How profound! Well, later on, I kept coming back into my shyness, and, but as I did it once, I could do it several times. And mm-hmm. now, I know, I know the the strongness of that kind of uh, of decision. It's really a decision. It's a choice first to stop doing what you're doing that does not serve you, and then a decision to bring it into the world and manifest it as something really visible into the world. Mm. Look, thank you for sharing that. And I think through that example, so many of us can relate to situations. Mm-hmm. And now look at what you're doing. I mean, you're a multi-published author. You hold events all over France that you know have hundreds of people attending, and it's just incredible. Had you remained that shy person at that very young age, goodness knows that you, know, you certainly wouldn't have achieved and, and stepped out so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. So I'm so thankful that you did because today you're here sharing your brilliance with us all. So look, one of the key mindset principles that you include in the checklist is my current experience with money represents the old me. So how do we create these experiences and why is it important for us to discover and and clarify what they are? Well, first, it's important to understand that, as I said, your current experience right now with money or with anything in your life, in your business, represents the old you. Because what seems to be your physical reality or environment today is in fact the material consequence and manifestation of what you have thought yesterday, you know, Mm -hmm. or some days before or some months before. So clearly it means that if you focus on what seems real in your life today, if you are an observer of what is, so lack of money, lack of lover in your bed, Mm -hmm. wrong money, wrong lover, wrong friends or job, your strong emotional focus on these things that you do not want recreates them constantly. That's how people always live the same things, you know. It's a kind of cycle because they're observing what is and so they're recreating it. Mm -hmm. And then people are complaining about what is. And they speak about it, they argue about it, they wish it would be different. But their attention, their strong emotional attention and focus on it keeps manifesting it. So a first step to stop this, what I call default creation, is to first get conscious and deliberate about what you want to create in its place. So what I understood myself is that anytime you find yourself thinking, I cannot afford this, for example, as you said, or when you see that guy in his sports car (laughs) and you're thinking, oh, he must be a dealer or he must have received it from his parents, rich parents, Mm -hmm. you know, you stop in the minute, you stop in the minute, just observing what's happening and you decide, you first choose and then you decide to transmute it. It's a decision that you take to transmute it into an uplifting thought because mm-hmm. a thought like that, a judgmental thought, is not serving you. It's a very low frequency. And remember, money is a loving frequency. It's mm-hmm. a very high, high frequency. frequency. So you want to change your frequency when you, you find yourself thinking that kind of thoughts. And so why not use a thought like, wow, 
isn't it fascinating that I created this rendezvous with this guy in his beautiful sports car? You created this rendezvous. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you are the powerful creator of anything that you're experiencing. So you reclaim your power by doing and by saying, wow, isn't it fascinating that I created this rendezvous? It's my dream car. You know, yes. so you acknowledge what's happening. And then, for example, in another situation, you could say, wow, how come I managed to create me being in the same room of that lady who is my model? It happened to me several times encountering somebody in um, a lift, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, if you have to think about the timing of this rendezvous, it's kind of impossible for anybody to just find ourselves in front of our model in a lift right so it's, yes someone it's, who you admire and have for years and all of a sudden yeah. there they are in the same lift yeah at the same time so it must be something even bigger than you that created it and it's inside of you it's that beautiful creative power creative power that brings it to you so we have to acknowledge that we have that power and so whenever we are in front of something that we don't like or something that we do like just start by acknowledging that you have created that instant you know and if you are in front of your role model you can tell yourself wow and she's showing exactly to me what i want to do and be in the future so you're not envying her you marveled at the sign that she shows you about who you want to be. And so you internally thank that guy or that lady for being there, for being that universal angel or universal soul who shows you the way you want to go. And so remember that at any time you're the one creating the experience you're living, that's the most powerful way of reclaiming your power, you know, and, and feeling I'm the creator of this and it feels good. It feels good. Oh, it does. Even so, hearing you say that, yeah. I can see how in that situation where previously we may have beaten ourselves up, it may have reminded us where we want to be and are striving to be yet never have achieved it. You're actually mm-hmm. taking control of that. You're taking power of that and saying, wow, you know, I created yeah. this opportunity where I can learn this or, mm-hmm. you know, how many things had have had to come together so that at this moment in time, this person and myself have this opportunity to meet or I can see this you know beautiful car drive past it's a transformation it's like black and white isn't it it really is looking at it in such a more empowering way yeah and it's transmuting your very low frequency thoughts into high frequency thoughts Mm -hmm. and emotions of course so that's beautiful because even if you have done something that you are not really uh, happy with (laughs) like at the end of a Last year, I sent an email to the wrong person speaking about that person. So I was feeling guilty about it. Uh, And I could have stayed with that horrible feeling of guilt throughout several days or even months. But then I said to myself, wow, isn't it fascinating that I created that email going to the wrong person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And immediately the guilt might still be a bit there, but you're feeling better because you reclaim your power and then you have the choice. You can send an email apologizing or just recognizing that you did something that was not what you want 
want to, to do, do. Yeah. you know, or you can do whatever you want because you have the power. Otherwise, you stay, you stick to your guilt and you don't feel good and it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve the person who received the email. So, so when you, you find yourself in front of a situation where you feel bad, you better decide what you want to be from now on thanks to that situation. Mm. That's why you want to thank the situation or you want to thank the person, the angel, who helped you see what you don't want to, to do or to happen anymore. You yeah. know? And then you create in your mind what you want instead. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's such a great example for us. Did you find that when you first started to do this, and this is probably many years ago, because you've been doing this for, for so long now and teaching hundreds of, of clients, this is the same principle. Did you find that as you continue to do that, something happens, then you, you stop and you say, right, how can I transmute this to a higher energy level, that it almost becomes an automatic thing that something will happen, like you sent that email, you rather than stewing over it for a number of hours, and then days, you were immediately said hang on a minute let's step back wow let me just look at how did I create this this is you know wonderful or or whatever did you find that now it comes more naturally to us and so when we start to do that the same will happen for us yes sure it's a kind of muscle that you're building you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of exercising through practice that transmutation habit you know and what I've noticed is that sometimes Even at my level, you might have something happening that triggers something deep inside you. And so it might take some some time to really transmute it because it's something new for you. It's something more profound. It's something I like to see us on an expansion spiral, Mm -hmm. all of us, but also each one of us in his or her own expansion spiral. And whenever we go to the end of one cycle and start implementing a new cycle, we find ourselves more vulnerable, more fragile. And so it's important to to remember that we are beginning a new cycle and give ourselves the permission to be fragile and to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know? These are the moments when you might find yourself having more difficulties to transmute something but it's okay it's okay it's part of our human practice you know and human development so and and i guess that's part of that journey and as we continue to do that that transmutation Mm -hmm. is really starting to strengthen and things are bubbling up to the surface that obviously once we continue to work through that'll be something that then just becomes a natural part of us and then continues to operate to vibrate then on that higher level so that's what we want to continuously do always kind of move things from if they're showing up in a low energy level for us yeah. to transmute mm-hmm. that to a higher energy level and that can continue to uh, to be the journey in, in what we continue to create and it becomes automatic and then yeah. you don't even have to think about it it's yeah. a muscle that has been built yeah wonderful mm-hmm. just like exercising at a gym when we first start yeah. off it takes a little bit more time and energy but as we continue to to stick with it and and really continue to to build that muscle it just clicks into place love it so Marcella we've spoken about one of the key mindset principles and I know that there are 11 others in the checklist and I know that we want to get our hands on that checklist so how can people do that Well, the checklist is called Boost Your Attraction Power, 12 Love and Money Alchemy Principles to Thrive in Your Business Mm. and in Your Life, of course. And so you can access it at loveandmoneyalchemy.com slash free 
Eifengift. Okay. So we will put a link on the show notes. So go to the show notes and uh, and and grab your copy of the uh, checklist. But just the link again. It's loveandmoneyalchemy.com forward slash free f r e e then hyphen gift and uh, forward slash and then you can grab your copy there we have covered some incredibly life-changing information about love and money alchemy Marcella what are you going to speak about next time well we'll speak about how to design your new money game (laughs) Mm. because as we all play a game with money I'll tell you why and how to transform these inherited rules we've been speaking about today and that are limiting you, of course, into new uplifting and empowering rules. And this way you'll be able to enter into a loving relationship with money. And we need that. And so you'll be able also to create a new money environment for yourself according to your needs and desires. And so this is a very important step of the love and money alchemy process because thanks to it, you'll finally be able to get more clients, more income and more opportunities coming to you. Fantastic, which is what we're aiming for uh, this year. Absolutely. I cannot wait to learn more about how we can design our own money game. I mean, that just sounds so exciting, so much fun. And so if we want to get more clients, more income, more savings in our bank accounts and lots more exciting opportunities, we'll certainly uh, look forward to listening to that. And of course, in the meantime, remember, access Marcella's 12 key principles of love and money. The web address again is uh, www.loveandmoneyalchemy.com forward slash free hyphen gift forward slash and you'll be able to download that and read more further about uh, the other principles that she has detailed in that report and of course please remember to listen out for episode two where Marcella will be speaking about how we can design your new money game can't wait for that thanks so much for your time Marcella it's uh, been an incredible call today Yeah, thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I was really happy and inspired by your questions. Thank you. Wonderful. You've been listening to Ask the Expert podcast. Are you an expert with a message to share with other ambitious entrepreneurs? To be considered for one of our featured guest spots on an upcoming expert podcast series, go to asktheexpertpodcast.com.